And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the Skype line with us today is Dr. Malone. And Doctor, it's a real honor to have you on with us today. Uh, My pleasure, of course, as always. And thanks for having me back. Yeah, and you've been on the road, so you must be very tired, and I appreciate you fitting us in today. Oh, well, that's kind. Uh, You know, it's kind of the job now. It's the mission. (laughs) Uh, And uh, I I appreciate your uh, willingness to bring me into your world and that of your listeners. And it was not not much of a trip. I just had to go up to D.C. to do two different broadcasts. One was with Epic Times and one was with Judicial Watch, and they were successive days. So I just, uh, Jill and I just booked a hotel uh, and, and stayed over yeah. And uh, got work. So, well, not, not my favorite city. I'd rather be home uh, with the dogs. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it's a necessary evil. You're doing a wonderful job. I follow you from afar. And I don't even know how to describe you at this point. You've gotten involved in so many things. But can you just tell the listeners who you are? Let's do it that way. Well, fundamentally, I'm a physician and a scientist. Uh, Someone who is uh, married to the same person, my high school sweetheart, uh, my entire life. Uh, Deeply committed to ethics. um, Increasingly uh, committed to rekindling uh, my Christianity and those beliefs. Good. Uh, When I was young and uh, my parents were involved in the Church of England, uh, called the Episcopalians here. Oh, sure. States, church that's kind of left us. Um, yeah. We're actually we're actively considering uh, what church we should start going to. Yeah. Uh, and uh, whether we should convert. Even where, where um, you know, want to go down the Catholic road or do we want to spend more time with uh, the Baptist community that surrounds us? Yes. Well, I believe the Lord will direct your paths, and uh, sometimes you move around just a little bit once you settle in. Um, I'm in the Protestant world, and, you know, we're in the Presbyterian, we're, you know, evangelical-type Christians, Presbyterians. But uh, the main thing is that we love the Lord Jesus, and that our heart is right with Him, and that he's forgiven us our sins and given us new life. <laughs> so it's I think uh, also respecting the existence of a higher authority. Oh yeah, and being the teachings of whatever you may or may not think about Jesus, uh, the the teaching is profound. Oh, it and is the the and it it is it is. Um, how do you say this? It is a right and proper way to live. Yeah, <laughs> if you want it to really is. Things. And you know what ceases to, uh, to amaze me? Um, you open up the Gospels, and my wife and myself, usually we read the Gospels in the morning together. And um, it seems like there's always something about Jesus and what he says that actually surprises me. Um, at times he's tough with his hearers. And... Um, He's folding in new people, and it's just, it's an amazing 
life, the life of the Lord Jesus. Um, so we've got and, a lot to be thankful and, for. Yeah, uh, so, uh, a, uh, I guess I could call it an epiphany, was <laughs> being presented with uh, the latest information from the city of David and the archaeological excavations oh, there. Oh, yes, yes. That, that um, you know, I'm, I'm somebody, I, I'm kind of, uh, I probably should have lived in Missouri. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a show me, show me the fact, show me the data, show me the evidence. And, sure. uh, and that's pretty compelling. It is. Uh, that that uh, excavation that's going on, uh, to see the actual physical evidence that aligns precisely with what is described in this historic document is uh for me it it uh it kind of shook my world a little bit yeah i i can imagine um well today we're talking with dr malone dr robert malone and uh you may have heard him with in connection with inventing the mrna but it, so much has happened since then uh, dr um lately i've been <laughs> i've been hearing um, they want to do another vaccination, maybe force it upon us. Uh, they're talking about wearing masks. Um, what have you been hearing, and can you t- spread some light, some truth on it? So, of course, this is the topic that I was just being interviewed with at Judicial Watch and uh, yeah. Epic Times. Uh, so... There is uh, there are rumors that these boosters, quote unquote, uh, may become available within a few weeks. Hmm. Uh, for people that are just you know they're they're uh, just living their lives and they're picking up little bits of information on the news and they're seeing the chatter and buzz going on about these uh, different variants, Eris and Parola. And uh, the World Health Organization comments and the uh, kind of marketing campaign for Pfizer that Scott Gottlieb launched on Face the Nation. I mean, probably most of your listeners uh, have never even watched a Face the Nation and they may not even know who Scott Gottlieb is, but they're hearing uh, chatter that uh, there is uh, there are viruses circulating, coronaviruses that are anticipated to uh, be a problem this fall and that there's growing chatter, particularly in the, uh, some of the bi-coastal regions that have had a tendency to go deep on these more authoritarian practices like lockdowns and required masking and required vaccination. They've been hearing the chatter of school children being forced to mask or uh, talk about quarantines etc. And uh, and they're probably wondering what the heck's going on. Mm. So, so I think that's kind of the essence of your question. It is. Is, is the truth behind this chatter that is coming out. So I, what I'm going to give you, of course, is my opinion. And there are many opinions. And, uh, you know, there are, there are truths, there are biblical truths, there are many types of truth, and, and then here in the modern world, uh, there is a lot of opinions, and some of it masquerades as truth, and some of it actually is uh, something close to truth. So, let's get into it. 
the whole thrust of chatter that's coming out of the bicoastal media empires, uh, particularly MSNBC uh, and NBC in general, is was kicked off by a extended interview of Dr. Scott Gottlieb about three weeks ago, in which he said that uh, he knew of scientists that were very concerned about these new uh, circulating virus strains. And it's we could argue about whether they really deserve to be called separate strains. Mm-hmm. They're, they're mutated versions of Omicron. He talked about, he led off with kind of the fear messaging that scientists unnamed that he's talked to, and we don't know who that is, uh, maybe he's talking to Pfizer scientists, I have no <laughs> idea. Scott Gottlieb was a member of the Pfizer Board of Directors, just to give that context. And his claim to fame, I don't think he's done anything scientifically of note or medically, but his claim to fame is that he's the former commissioner of the FDA, and when he resigned from that shortly thereafter, he became a Board of Director member of Pfizer, and this was just before the outbreak really hit. And he subsequently has served as a spokesperson for the interests of the vaccine industry largely, but usually unattributed, just uh, highlighted on CNN or MSNBC or, or Pick Your Media Source as former FDA director Dr. Scott Gottlieb. And they, they conveniently forget to mention that he's a member of the board of directors of the company called Pfizer. Mm. They also forget to mention that he's an advisor to the Central Intelligence Agency of the United States. Wow. So he is he is truly deep state, if you wish to use that. Mm-hmm. Sure. And he came up with this very, very slick extended presentation in which he rolled out this fear of these new variants and then started talking about the boosters, quote-unquote, that Pfizer, Moderna, and Novavax are preparing for the federal government for deployment this fall. And he spoke at length about the fear of a surge of coronavirus in the fall. Now, since then, he has walked that back significantly with fear messages mm-hmm. in the face of commentary from virologists and vaccinologists and immunologists who are actually willing to be named, as opposed to the unnamed scientists that he was alluding to without giving references to. And many of those that have valid credentials in this area are speaking to the press now more than I've ever really heard in the past. I mean, sometimes I feel like a lonely voice. Mm. Uh, but uh, now we're, we're, I'm very grateful that I'm not the only one speaking out about these things. And uh, many are speaking about the, the verifiable facts as opposed to the rumors concerning these variants. Mm-hmm. So Mr. Gottlieb has partially walked back the messaging he was broadcasting on Face the Nation. But the corporate media has picked up on this theme and is busy amplifying it. Now, let's ask ourselves why. So the history here that matters is that last spring, late spring, early summer, 
vaccine-related uh, products, uh, biologics and products advisory committee for the FDA called the VRBAC is the acronym, met and decided that it was going to be necessary to have a new RNA genetic sequence and uh, protein sequence in the Novavax product uh, for the following fall, reflecting what they anticipated would be the circulating variant of greatest interest circa this fall. You know, we're now heading into the leaves are now falling here and in starting to fall in Virginia. Right. So you may recall back then that the virus that was being hyped in the media had the slang name of Kraken or Kraken. A very threatening name. Uh, you know, if you had watched or read Orson Welles' 20 Leagues Under the Sea or Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. So most people in the modern day are familiar with Kraken as a very uh, scary threat a giant squid that would eat sailors and mm-hmm. pick up out of the sea, grab you off the ship decks. So threatening name, and the Verback decided that the Kraken strain was so threatening that the vaccine manufacturers and the federal government need to, to put in place advanced contracts with the vaccine manufacturers to make a Kraken variant booster for this upcoming fall. <laughs> now let's ask why fall. Respiratory viruses, including coronaviruses, including the normal beta coronaviruses, whose disease we don't call COVID, we call the common cold. <laughs> and influenza viruses, which are, are also enveloped RNA viruses, tend to surge in the fall and winter. Now you can ask yourself, why is that? And there are many hypotheses, but the one that tracks most closely with the data is that people, when there's more cloud cover, when there's less sunlight, their vitamin D levels drop. And when it gets cold, they stay inside. It's particularly true in uh, the UK, for example, Canada, Midwest, uh, you know, upper Midwest in particular. So uh, vitamin D levels drop in almost in lockstep inverse incidence of these respiratory viruses increase cases. And so it's it's anticipated that we will see a surge of coronavirus unexplained by the corporate media is why. And the hypothesis that I find most compelling based on the data is that it has to do with dropping levels of vitamin D in those that aren't supplementing their diet with vitamin D. Yes, so yes. Just let me put a pin in that for your audience Please uh, do me a favor and your relatives a favor and your children a favor. Find a doctor that will draw a vitamin D level. They're cheap. Okay? We're not talking about spending big bucks. It's a blood draw. You know, there's various companies you can go to. I don't want to, I'm not marketing them. No. Uh, but uh, get a blood draw, get your vitamin D level checked. And uh, talk to your, uh, find a physician that understands these things that is, willing to give you early treatment and is is experienced in giving early treatment, for instance, for COVID infections. And uh, set up a working relationship with that doctor. You're probably going to have to find somebody who's a community-based physician because most of the hospitalists and those tied into the big chains are locked into doing whatever the big chain and their uh, 
you know, masters in business administration people tell them they have to do. So that's not good medicine, frankly. Uh, and that's not the kind of guy, person you want to find, guy and gal. Yeah. But there's, by the way, there's plenty of good uh, nurse practitioners. And in a lot of ways, nurse practitioners fill the role that the country doc once did. So don't be, don't be caught up in, oh, I have to just have a doc from Harvard Medical School, um, you know, an MD. Uh, be a little more open-minded about the health care provider that you seek out. But do get your vitamin D level checked. Do monitor it and do work with a physician to get it adjusted properly. You can overdose on vitamin D. It's hard, but you can do it. So just be smart. Now, so that seems to be what's going on, in my opinion, is that we're, we are reasonably likely to have a surge of respiratory viruses come this fall as people have less exposure to sunlight. And those respiratory viruses will include respiratory syncytial virus, by the way, RSV, yes. influenza, influenza B, and coronavirus all have very similar symptoms. So in the face of all of this, uh, let's call it chatter, use the intelligence community term, that's coming out of the corporate media right now, and particularly some outlets like MSNBC, and, for instance, the CNN interview in which Tony Fauci was advocating for masks and then was confronted by the Cochrane Report, and he acknowledged that the data did not support mask use when analyzed in large populations, but said, but on the individual basis, I'm convinced that masks work, <laughs> which is basically Fauci once again substituting his opinion for actual data, which has been a problem all the way through. Yes. So I'll just leave um, the data are conclusive now. It, it makes common sense. Come on, guys. Uh, you know, when your audience is probably more likely to understand auto body work and sanding a plank uh, and the importance of or working with fiberglass or something like that and the importance of using appropriate particle masks sure. to those large types of dusts. But those same masks even include the N. N95 that will keep wood dust or um, bondo dust out of your nose and lungs does not keep viruses out. Viruses are a lot smaller. These masks don't work. The only masks that work for these kinds of viruses are not even N95s. They're the ones that have the lock-on filters that are are set for a real tiny size and uh, they're tight-fitting around your whole face. They have rubber, and no one is going to walk around with those. Uh, oh. That's absurd, especially for a virus that is functionally akin to the common flu in terms of the risks that you have, mm-hmm. no matter what your pre-existing conditions. Yes, people who have diabetes and are morbidly over- overweight and some other pre-existing conditions, or are quite elderly and already on death's door anyhow, a coronavirus infection, a SARS-CoV-2 infection, can push you over to the edge. That's true. But you're already teetering on the edge anyhow because of other things, and RSV could push you over the edge, or influenza A, or influenza B. So getting back to the actual data here, I've done a deep dive on the Substack, particularly in this somewhat snarky 
uh, essay that I put out the other day, Let's Talk About Eris, or EG5, in boosters. Mm -hmm. And I have another related one, COVID-19 vaccine-induced injuries and government compensation, and another one, the Parola variant of SARS-CoV-2, which is a cross-post from the Canadian virologist and immunologist, Dr. Byron Bridal, who's actually more knowledgeable than I in, in chasing down and tracking these uh, details and mutations. So with the recent essay, um, the Let's Talk about Eris essay, that you can find on rwmalonemd.substack.com, and you don't have to pay, by the way. That's false. It's all free. Um, if you want to subscribe, thank you very much. Uh, our goal is to can survive while getting the information out, so we don't force <laughs> people to pay, just to make that clear. But in that essay, I did a deep dive on the actual data right now for infections in the United States, as well as the data on the relatedness of these different viruses. Let's start with the relatedness or the phylogenetics here, phylogenetic tree that shows the relatedness of these viruses. They are all variants of Omicron. And like Omicron, they're highly infectious and very low in terms of pathogenicity. What that means is, if you remember Delta, that was one of the ones that had big, long, sharp teeth. And uh, I got a Delta infection. It was no fun at all. And mm. I also got whoop. It was no fun. But Omicron has acted almost like a infectious vaccine in that mm. it's highly infectious, and causes very little disease in people, relatively speaking. I'm not saying it can't kill you if you're already on death's door. And, or I'm not saying that you shouldn't get early treatment if you come down with one of these viruses, especially if you're in a high-risk group. That's You should do that. Um, don't, don't treat these as nothing, just as you shouldn't treat yeah. an RS infection or a flu B or flu A infection as nothing. If you're somebody who is already sick or uh, extremely elderly or frail in some way. But the data show that uh, this great alarm that there's been a doubling of uh, coronavirus infections is the consequence of the current baseline level of daily SARS-CoV-2 infections in the United States being extremely low. So a couple of weeks ago, mid-month, last month, the average daily new cases of SARS-CoV-2 or COVID in the United States was running around 7,000 a day. Hmm. And at the end, very end of the month, that had bumped up to a total of around 14,000. Hmm. Now, that's 100% increase in yeah. presses. But if you look at the charts for the incidence of SARS-CoV-2 historically over the last three years, what you see is it's way, way down in the weeds. It's just yes. a tiny little blip. Okay? So then I said, what about the mortality rate, the case fatality rate? It looks like we're losing about 40 a day with COVID. Okay? So they may have gunshot wounds or car events mm -hmm. or, or 40 a day. And if you do the calculation, that books in at something like. Uh, we uh, we just lost the connection shortly. 
We just lost the connection just a little bit there. You said that looks like, and then we've also got to wrap it up in about one minute. So go ahead. So the message for everybody is that there are no data that these are highly pathogenic viruses. And the scare and fear that's being promoted is not based on data. And it appears that what we really have is a concerted marketing campaign that's ongoing to try to get you to buy in and your children to buy into taking a booster product, which is absolutely toxic, which shows no sign of being effective this fall. And my recommendation is the one that I gave you before, get your vitamin D up, find a good doc, and uh, don't allow the fear. Um, I think you, you probably can correct me. There's over 360 references in the Bible that basically say, thou shalt not fear. (laughs) It's a very good point. Well, I wish we had more time. This is fascinating. I just sit here basically with my mouth open listening to this. Uh, We've been talking with Dr. Malone. And uh, Dr., one more time, your substack if someone wants to check out your essays. RWMaloneMD.substack.com, and then on the social media channels at RWMaloneMD. And uh, consider looking into our book. You can get it on Kindle or hardback, which is The Lies My Government Told Me in the Better Future. Lies My Government Told Me. Got it. And uh, to our listeners, I'm sorry that our connection is dropping once in a while here, but what an honor, Doctor, to talk with you, and may God bless you, and I hope that um, we make it through this co- <laughs> this coming season and not get sick. So thank you for joining us. My pleasure, and thanks for having me on. And dear listener, please join us next week for another edition of A Plain Answer. <laughs> 